The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Please welcome your CEO coach. WebmasterRadio.fm presents a show custom built to give you everything you need to build your business on the web. From funding to finances, set up to staffing, the CEO coach will break down the art of business development from the ground up by one of the experts of online business growth, management, and development. Now, here to get you started is your CEO coach, Jillian Musig. CEO Coach this Monday morning. I'm calling in from Cabo San Lucas in Mexico. So bright and sunny, and uh, I guess it's an hour later than I usually do on the West Coast. Welcome to CEO Coach today. We're talking about the attributes of successful CEOs, and off and on in the past weeks we've been doing that. Today I'm bringing you some info that I found over at VentureBeat and a number of other sites. What do the venture capitalists think? a successful CEO looks like. Let's take a look at it from the eyes of the money guys. If you expect to be raising some cash, it's a good idea to know what they're thinking. So I came up with a a few articles and I've coalesced uh, a few things. I think I've even found all of these uh, attributes of the next five I'm about to give you in a single article over at VentureBeat. So if you want to check that one out, it's VentureBeat.com slash 2011 slash 06 slash 28 slash 5 essential qualities of a great CEO so you're going to be looking for again June 28th um, 5 essential qualities of a great CEO and that's going to be Adventure Beat here's what they're talking about the first thing they say is that while they understand that the vice president of sales, for example, brings in the money, a CTO builds the product or coordinates the building of it, the VP of marketing puts it all together, brings it to market, and so on. All of that's critical stuff, uh, CFO, etc. But the bottom line is, the leader at the top really is the CEO. And without a very powerful CEO, they are loath to invest in a company. So the attributes of the CEO become critical in the funding decision. They look first for leadership qualities. Uh, I hear again and I see again in articles uh, constantly this concept of a strong culture. Interestingly enough, when I look at older articles or articles referring to the industrial age, I don't see that as often. The first times I come across that are really when they talk about technological companies even in the 1950s. Uh, Just uh, yesterday I was at a uh, museum in the San Francisco area in Silicon Valley and it had to do with the history of computers itself. I looked at the history of IBM and I noticed that they were talking about things like corporate culture. They used to have rally songs, and uh, the CEO would exhort their salespeople to be um, uh, upstanding members of their community to dress appropriately in uh, dark suits and white shirts and uh, essentially inoffensive ties. Uh, all kinds of things. They were the beginnings of this concept of a very strong culture, which created a vibrant esprit de corps. So the first thing they look for 
is this concept of leadership. Now, here's a quote from this article at VentureBeat I told you about. It says, I have observed that they do not just point the way. They say, follow me up the mountain and I will show you the way. There really is a difference. It doesn't just say, move that way, go that way, do this thing, accomplish that, this is our goal. What it says is that a real leader, a CEO leader, will exhort his staff to follow him up the mountain. In other words, I'm going. I'll blaze the trail. I'll take the hard stuff. I'm going to protect you. I'll be out front. Right? It acknowledges that he's going to bring in the money. He's going to make it possible. So it's almost parent-child type stuff. Trust me, I'll take care of you, follow me. Interesting stuff. The great ones, apparently, are both cheerleaders, if you will, follow me up the mountain, so on and so forth. And they're also very hard taskmasters. That's not surprising to me. I would also say an attribute of a successful CEO is always that they are extremely hard taskmasters for themselves. They're very hard on themselves, and they accomplish great things themselves. They have this fortitude to uh, put one foot in front of the other and to consistently accomplish even the menial tasks that are required to make a company successful. So it's no surprise that they don't suffer fools easily, and they are hard taskmasters on those who want to come with them. Okay? So... One would never say that a difficult taskmaster or an intense taskmaster is a part of a uh, term that would describe a function of a CEO, but it certainly is one of their uh, intense attributes or leading attributes. Okay. CEOs, in terms of their cheerleading capacity, if you will, they make employees want to work, okay? and they do that with an intense fervor to help achieve the company's goals, very much like the CEO himself. So it's not okay if you have accumulated an excellent team with superb skills. The venture capitalists are looking to see whether or not you've assembled this team and whether you've fired them up so that there is a noticeable flavor, if you will, of the sentiment in your office it says these guys want to accomplish the same goals you do. If there isn't alignment and if there isn't a fervor among your team, then you have fallen down on that concept of, if you will, being that cheerleader. Interesting stuff. We're going to take a break here. When we come back, we're going to talk about four more attributes of successful CEOs from the venture capitalist point of view and see how you might achieve those things and demonstrate them on a daily basis, which would help you get the funding you're looking for. This is Jillian Music at CEO Coach on webmasterradio.fm. Stay tuned. More on how to build your business on the web with the CEO Coach right after this. It's time for the 2012 SCS Conference and Expo to make its way back to the Big Apple, New York City. SCS New York 2011 makes its way to the New York Hilton March 19th through the 23rd. SCS New York 2011 will feature over 70 sessions, nearly 100 exhibitors, and networking opportunities with thousands of marketing and search engine optimization professionals. SCS New York 2011 will start with a high-profile opening keynote from Google's digital marketing evangelist, Avinash Kaushik. Don't delay. Come to SCS New York 2012 March 19th through the 23rd inside the New York Hilton. Register right now at searchenginestrategies.com. That's searchenginestrategies.com. MySEOTool.com is your all-in-one SEO management resource. 
SEOtool.com makes it easy to optimize and oversee all of your SEO efforts. Line-by-line detailed reports help you identify any problems and show you how to fix them. MySEOtool.com is completely automated. Once you use it, you will see a rise in your search rankings and traffic. Try MySEOtool risk-free today. Go to MySEOtool.com. MySEOtool.com. Superior Affiliate Offers. Superior Affiliate Brands. Superior Affiliate Service. The Superior Affiliate Management. Superior Affiliate Management delivers direct exclusive offers with weekly payouts. Their mission is to ignite your e-commerce and ignite your commissions. Superior Affiliate Brands means our work with the Internet Retailer's Top 500, as well as new brands, thanks to their full-service agency and CPA network. Superior Affiliate Service means lifetime bonus referrals and personal VIP treatment. When you hear Superior Affiliate Offers, Superior Affiliate Brands, Superior Affiliate Service, that's SAMOPM.com. Your virtual webmaster frat house. Webmasterradio.fm. Hey, bring your togas. Webmasterradio.fm. Thanks for listening. Webmasterradio.fm. We're everywhere. We're back with Jelly and Music, the CEO coach, only on Webmasterradio.fm. Welcome back. We're talking about the attributes of successful CEOs of startups from a venture capitalist point of view. What is it they're looking for in the CEO before they fund a company? The first thing is, of course, leadership. We got a little bit deeper into what they meant. They're saying is a leader of a startup has the ability to create a very strong culture among the people who are working there. They're looking for a vibrant esprit de corps. The CEO obviously has to put together the financing, but in this case, the the reference here is that the CEO is able to express to his troops that, I'll take care of that, I'll protect you, I'll be the front man, I'll make this possible, come on, follow me, make it happen. So that's good stuff. The next piece that we're looking at is clarity. A CEO apparently must be able to not just have all of this uh, strong culture and the ability to build the esprit de corps and so on, say, follow me, but they must define, communicate, and create buy-in for their strategy. So the entire team members uh, group here, this this uh, company staff, must be able to repeat the strategy. That would be an indicator that you've done well as the leader. If your staff cannot, in a few seconds, express what it is that your company does for a living, what its major goal and purpose is, then you haven't done your job in expressing it clearly enough so that, or maybe getting buy-in, so that your team can express it back. It's not enough for you to be able to do your four and seven seconds. Your staff has to do the same thing. Interesting stuff. So the second piece is clarity, and that's how you do a reality check on whether you're doing well, even on the first part, which is leadership. Now, third one, getting dirty. Absolutely, I would agree. Um, The funding... Uh, groups, the venture capitalists and angels as well, want to know that the CEO doesn't just uh, have an idea that they haven't become precious, that they don't just need uh, people behind them to do all the work. They have to get their hands dirty. 
Okay, so they have to be able to have, if you will, a jack of all trades knowledge, and in some cases expertise in some of these places, of this go-to-market plan, a distribution plan, a uh, the financing, the sales uh, numbers, and so on, pricing. All of those things, they've really got to be uh, down in the weeds, not just telling other people to do it for them. If the CEO doesn't have a good sense of what the market looks like, what the market will bear in terms of costs and so on, he's really at a tremendous disadvantage. He must rely entirely on the skill sets of folks whose expertise he cannot test. So... One of the things they're looking for is getting your hands dirty. Here's again a quote from the article that I was talking about at VentureBeat. It says, they help to create the go-to-market distribution plan and they drive revenue and results. So they must be in the weeds on that one. In addition, they're looking for apparently a very large Rolodex, if you will, um, obviously a euphemism these days but they're looking for partnerships and connections. It means that they're able to uh, access folks with a great deal of knowledge and that they gain that knowledge themselves. They don't simply leverage them to do that work for them. Right. Now, here's an interesting line as well under getting dirty. Successful CEOs quick to sort out mistakes in a blameless autopsy so that success may be achieved the next time. Right. Unsuccessful CEOs or unsuccessful leaders look for blame. They begin the conversation with blame and they focus on it. Who did that? Who put it? Who, you know, whose fault is it? And so on. The successful CEOs look for blameless autopsy that says, what went right? What went wrong? How can we tweak the knobs? What shall we do next time? That really doesn't bring into account who was responsible uh, specifically. So a blameless autopsy is an expert uh, piece of the CEO's capability. Let's move on again. Now we're up to strategic. A CEO must be strategic. I can understand that. You don't want a CEO to be, if you will, so far down in the weeds uh, or getting our hands dirty that he's unable to see that 30,000-foot level. Okay? So this this concept that a CEO knows what to do and how to do it is that he's able or she's able to look over time so there is both time and space distance to see moves and counter moves as if it were a chess game understand the competition act and react accordingly Many times a CEO will have some folks in their organization that can do pieces of this themselves or all of it. Those guys are really at an advantage against CEOs who are, if you will, afraid to hire folks with that kind of ability to play chess and see the competitive landscape. Right? So, uh, again, a quote from the article it says, they are quick to call an ad hoc meeting or an offsite, right, if it requires a group to brainstorm. They understand their team intimately, both gathering and relying on their troops' input. The ability of a CEO to gather information from a number of resources, both in-house, advisorships, and if you will, ad hoc outside, maybe colleagues or even the venture capitalists who may fund them, right, and put that all together for getting that 30,000-foot strategy as well as the much lower 10,000, 5,000, and even 3-foot strategies uh, that says this is how we will tactically accomplish it 
He is a key example of a successful CEO. And finally, they're pretty honest with themselves. They know what they're good at and what they're not good at. That honesty, I think, is really a critical piece of the successful CEO, and I agree with the venture capitalists as they look for that. Often, a venture capitalist will think, is this the long-term CEO for the company? I read that again and again, not just in this article I've been referring to, but in many articles and in discussions with venture capitalists. They are all concerned, how far can the CEO take the company? This ability to be honest with themselves in terms of a CEO makes the VCs a lot more comfortable. Regardless of whether the CEO believes herself or himself to be the CEO that can take this company all the way into the future to that multi-million dollar exit, or whether they believe themselves to be only a part of it, right? if they're honest about their capabilities and they can express them clearly and provide evidence of it, then they get buy-in from the VCs as well, and the VCs are a whole lot more comfortable. They know that they won't have a problem when it's time to bring in help to support the CEO and sometimes even to replace it. It gets very difficult for CEOs to give up their companies, uh, to let somebody else come in as a chief executive officer, but sometimes they can get chairmen, chief strategy officers, chief revenue officers, and so on. These are people who help to productize and bring the company to the next level of the market. Knowing your skill set and knowing where you need to back off means you're much more likely to make a venture capitalist comfortable. Now we've gone through five different pieces here. When we come back, we're going to talk about some of the other things I've been seeing and dig a little bit deeper into how you might determine how far along you are on that uh, trajectory of demonstrating those assets or attributes of successful CEOs and how you might express that to venture capitalists as you go out looking for cash. This is Jillian Music at CEO Coach on webmasterradio.fm. Hoping you'll join me in the chat room. Um, at just go to CEO Coach, um, excuse me, the, go to webmasterradio.fm slash CEO Coach and look for the link to the chat room. Hoping you'll be in there and talking about your experience as a CEO or as a venture capitalist. We'll be right back. Stay tuned. More on how to build your business on the web with the CEO Coach right after this. As you know, being an expert at f- What did she say? Requires lots of practice and a great tool. Think you could use some help with f***? Whoa! You're not alone. Hundreds have used our tool to take their f***. Performance to the next level. The language! Of course, we're talking about managing Facebook ads on Aquizio. Oh. Buy, track, manage, optimize, and report on media across all major ad networks. Visit Aquizio.com to get a demo today. Aquizio. Search, social, display, one platform. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. TopSEOs sends you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let TopSEOs give you peace of mind. 
TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. From the creators of We Build Pages, experience the power of the Internet Marketing Ninja. An exclusively trained army of nearly 100 in-house ninjas. Mastered in the arts of social media, local marketing, content creation, SEO reporting, and yes, link building. The Internet Marketing Ninjas will release a new version of their legendary tools to the public. Visit imninjas.com. The ninjas are coming. Podcasting at the speed of sound. Webmasterradio.fm. The flamethrower. Webmasterradio.fm. We're everywhere. We're back with Jelly and Music, the CEO coach, only on Webmasterradio.fm. Back. We're talking about attributes of successful CEOs from a venture capitalist's point of view. We've gone through five of them at this point. I keep finding these around the web in articles and hearing them in presentations and so on. And I uh, already gave folks an indication of where you can find a single article on VentureBeat that seems to capture all of them. The first one is leadership, the ability to create a strong culture and to excite a team to follow you. The second is clarity, the ability to define and communicate and create buy-in, so that refers to the first, right, for your strategy along the way. Getting dirty, the ability to get deep and dirty into the processes that will make your company successful, not just being an idea man and having to rely on the skill sets of others. Strategic, the ability to look at a larger playing field over time and over space, to be able to find and understand your competitive landscape even when it doesn't look like today's competitors but tomorrow. So again, that ability to look at a 30,000 foot look uh, over time, not just past but future. That's a huge issue. And then the ability to play chess so that you can see several steps down the road. What do I do today to succeed tomorrow? And finally, the ability to be honest with yourself, to know where your skill sets are and to know where you are lacking, to be able to find people who are stronger than you are in the spaces that you're lacking in, to be able to express it clearly and to understand that at some point you may need to share power at the top level or you may need to seed it. Now, let's review a bit how you can be sure that you've reached these things and that you can express them to a venture capitalist. It's going to look for some kind of proof. The first one I would say is the leadership. The question is, can your team express your goals and the next benchmarks? Can they say that to a VC who's going to come visit and see the lay of the land? And there's almost always a site visit before somebody gets funded. So how do you do that? Well, hold some all staff meetings. Make a PowerPoint deck. Put it up there, make sure that it's really clear. Take questions, ask for those questions and for the concerns. Air stuff publicly. Make sure everybody is discussing it among themselves. Think of it kind of the way we do in social media in my field. Uh, we say it was it's communities that power this social media and it's communities that we are building on the social media platforms. A community of people talks among themselves. So it isn't whether you're talking to your team or your community, in this case, right, or whether they are talking back to you, it's whether they are speaking among themselves. Make sure that kind of conversation happens as you present these all-staff meetings. Make sure you express what your goals are, 
what you've accomplished so far, what those next benchmarks are so that they know what the tactical things will be and make sure there is buy-in. If folks have ideas that say we've got better ideas against, you know, around the tactical, that's great. Now is the time for it. The second thing would be that clarity, making sure you know that there is clarity among all the members of your teams. Now again, it's more about them talking to each other than you talking to them. You certainly want to take aside your senior executives and make sure that they can, as clearly as you do, express what the company is doing, where it's headed, what you believe your exit strategies to be, and so on. Not every member of the staff needs to do that, but certainly every member of your executive team. You can do that as a smaller group, and you can do it in private, making sure everyone can parrot that back to you and that they feel it in their soul. They're not just parrots. They've got to believe it. If not, now's a good time to clean house. It's okay if you need to change folks on the bus. Next, you want to move on to this concept of getting dirty. My question to you is how quickly and easily are the people in the separate divisions of your company, even when you only have five people, you've got five folks doing five different things, right? Uh, how easily are they able to approach you with their ideas, with their understanding of where you're going, and so on, and, and with their tactical advice about what to do next? If you are, if you will, getting dirty, then they will be able to do that. Okay? The Rolodex concept. Are you networking? Are you getting out to meet people at the next stage of business rather than only at the same stage where you are or where you used to be? If you're out lecturing and building a reputation and so on, that's great. But you should also be going to find folks in which you are the junior man and you find those senior partners around. So look for places where you can find folks who can teach you something. And finally, when things go wrong, you must practice this concept of the blameless autopsy. If you can do that, you can prove to the venture capitalists later that you did have issues, you were able to identify them as a group of either senior executives or perhaps the entire office could find that out, right? and then you were able to do it again with success, whatever it was. So that's the getting dirty process. Moving on to strategy. It's pretty easy for a venture capitalist to know whether you have a good handle on your competitive playing field. I am always astounded by the number of CEOs who go out for venture capital money and do not know their competitive landscape. They swear there are none. Oh no, we are completely different. First of all, no one is completely different. One is always based on what was. Even when the light bulb showed up and there were no other light bulbs, the competi uh, competitive landscape were oil lamps. It was flame, it was wax, it was whatever existed to make light in the world. Right? It's the same with you. What are you building on? What's out there? What is changing? Why are you building what you're building? Okay? Make sure you know that and make sure you know the breadth and depth of your competitive landscape, how well funded they are and what it's going to take to change people's mind to do things your way rather than the way they used to do it. If you can't do that, you really have no sense of strategy at all. PCs are going to see right through that. And finally, this concept of being honest with yourself. It's a difficult piece. I would suggest that you look at your skill sets and your strengths, not just from where you might have been schooled or what you studied, 
but what you see in your company as constantly succeeding or frequently failing. If things are not getting done in your engineering department, it may be that you've hired the wrong CTO. If you're serving as the CTO because your company is very small, that's not your skill set if it's not accomplishing what it needs to do. If you're just going gangbusters on building whatever it is, but you're having trouble getting it out to market, well, maybe you're just a mar- not a marketer or a salesperson. There are different skill sets involved in all of these pieces. Take a look at the skill sets required for CFO, CTO, CMO, and so on, and decide where your strengths are, where they are not, and be able to clearly express that to the VCs so that under the use of funds, you're able to say, this is the first thing I will hire. I need a strong suit on the side of me. And that wraps it up for this week's CEO Coach. We've taken a look at the characteristics, the attributes that venture capitalists think of when they look at successful CEOs before they decide to fund and how you can improve your chances of achieving those and then expressing them. 